Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Bills leading the Saints 7-0 early in the second quarter. Earlier, Raiders over the Cowboys 36-33 in overtime. Bears beat the Lions 16-14. Thanksgiving football for the NFL. Oilers will play on the road on Saturday. 3.30 face-off show game at 5 as they take on Vegas. That should be a good showdown, good test for both teams. And then the Oilers are back home on, uh, when's that going to be? Wednesday, December 1st against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, there uh, is an Oilers-related event you can attend noon to 4 on Saturday, Ford Hall in Rogers Place. It's the locker room sale. It's back just in time for the holidays. We're going to talk about that here with Jody Young, Vice President of Fan Experience for the Edmonton Oilers. Hey, Jody, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Hey, Reed, how are you? I'm doing very well. It's a pleasure to speak with you, and, and I'm glad you're going to come in and fill us, uh, come on and fill us in about the locker room sale because, of course, uh, there wasn't one last year with uh, the shortened season, and the hockey didn't get going until January. Uh, I want to ask you, like, I, I was, we were emailing earlier today, and I saw your email signature, and I was like, man, this guy has one of the coolest email signatures of all time. Vice President of Fan Experience for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, how, how, how do you get a job that sounds that cool? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's definitely a, a fun title. It's it's a lot of work, and uh, uh, you know, it, it, what it really means is is uh, you know, I'm in charge of all the areas that are you know front facing uh, with the fans uh, in arena. Uh, through our store with retail, uh, you know, our, our security, our guest experience, our fan services, um, ticket operations. So the whole, you know, online purchasing piece. So basically all those pieces that really touch our fans directly, uh, I'm now in charge of and uh, have a wonderful team uh, working with. And it's taken, you know, many years of working with OEG and and uh, this is what I'm doing now and I, and I love it. So it's great. Now, did you work for other sports organizations in the past or just a variety of experience with OEG eventually got you that role? Yeah, I, I uh, my, my first venture in was back in 2001 with uh, the Ottawa Senators organization uh, when I was living in Ottawa. And uh, after that, I actually moved to Halifax, Nova Scotia. And, and out there, when I was going to school at uh, Dalhousie University, I, I worked the uh, 2003 World Junior Championships and the 2004 World Women's Championships out there. And then when I eventually made my way out to Edmonton in 2006, uh, about a week after the cup run, uh, I uh, saw a job with the Oilers, just uh, basically answering phones and uh, being on the front lines. And I've been with them ever since. So it's been a good 15 or so years. And uh, I think that the first guy that kind of took me under his wing was was uh, one of our, our sales uh, leaders, uh, Terry Blood, who was, you know, in, in sales at the time. And he kind of took me under his wing and showed me the ropes and it's been a great career uh yeah for the past 15. okay so fan experience what did you do what could you do when there weren't fans in the building in the 56 game season and playoffs 
That was tough. I actually uh, was moved into the VP of fan experience role in December of 2019. So uh, I had about three months and then suddenly the, the pandemic came along and, and yeah, I was thinking, okay, well, what, what, what to do now, right? We sent all the fans home and we had to, we had to kind of close up shop for the season. Uh, what actually happened right after that was um, a hint of us hosting uh, some sort of playoff tournament bubble, something like that for, for the NHL in 2020. And uh, my, my current boss, Stu Ballantyne, who's our president of operations, um, asked me to be uh, on the, the project lead team to um, basically build a proposal and, and get the, the playoff bubble here. So uh, I immediately went into my old kind of event management role and put a whole bunch of different things together and, and came up with, with our team uh, to to secure the, the playoff bubble for 2020. So I basically spent the the 90 days or so working in the bubble and getting tested every day and, and, and running that through uh, kind of the rest of the hockey season and then did the same thing for the World Juniors last year uh, after we were successful with the, with the bubble. Uh, we basically said, "Hey, let's do it again," and <laughs> basically worked on on juniors through through December, and then uh, another part of a season without fans. It was really weird. It was surreal. It was um, kind of a bit of you know worst nightmare scenario for someone who who you know loves working with people and then loves working with with our with our fans and having them in venue. So it was it was definitely difficult to get through those games, but uh, so happy this year to have them back in the building in the in the building. Yeah, well, no kidding. And I'm glad you're on the show. And sometimes I, I will I will say to because occasionally Rob and I, after a game, might have someone call in and, and, and say, you know, this happened in the stands or, or this happened. And I said, well, I'm glad you're calling because people with OEG listen. And it's probably yeah. you sometimes. So <laughs> I know you get feedback from other areas too. But I'm, I'm glad you're hopping on tonight. The locker room sale, noon to four on Saturday. Uh, so exciting. So, so when if Ford Hall, I see what's going to be packed with stuff. What kind of stuff is going to be there? Yeah, so we're going to have our, our, I mean, if anyone's ever been to our, our locker room sales in the past, uh, we're going to have two seasons worth of stuff, right? So we have the 20, uh, 2019-20 season and the 2021 season that, that we had last year with no fans. So we have two seasons worth of stuff. We're going to have, you know, jerseys. Uh, we're going to have sticks, you know, brand new sticks, lightly used sticks, autograph sticks. So, uh, you know, have a few different options there and, and tons of sticks to go through. Uh, you know, player helmets, goalie pads. If you're a goalie, come on out. We have tons of pads. Um, skates, uh, team issued shoes, team issued apparel. So the stuff that you see the trainers wearing on, on the bench and the players wearing, you know, maybe in interviews and such, uh, the, the team issued stuff that no one can get their hands on. Otherwise, uh, we're gonna have there that that uh, there as well, um, as well as things as things from the playoffs during the bubble and last year's playoffs. So stuff from the locker room that was you know put up for the playoffs and and uh, other apparel that was given out to the guys. Uh, we'll also have that available. So lots of really exclusive stuff. Uh, you know, our, our fans love getting their hands on, on this, and we just can't wait to get it out there because it's been basically two seasons where we haven't been able to have one of these. And so, yeah, basically anything you can think of that's <laughs> that was in the locker room or, 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 or touched by a player or, or the team, it's going to be out there and available for our best fans. Yeah, that's. I, I think uh, I think Daryl McIntyre from our station is going to be down there. Obviously, I'll have the the face-off show overlaps with that a little bit. But uh, yeah. and I, I, if the Oil King stuff too, right? Which is cool. Oh, they're, absolutely. I mean, yeah, great. Oil King stuff. It it usually sells really well at these at these locker room sales, which tells us you know all our all our you know core Oil King fans come out and you know this is when I buy my sticks for the year as well for for my rec league. It's you know you're, you're getting pro stock sticks, whether it's Oil Kings, Oilers. Uh, we have it all. 
So it's uh, it's, it's a great way to gear up either for your fan cave uh, or for gifts for the holidays or for your own, you know, rec league or, or whatever you want to use these items for. So it's okay. always a good time. Okay. That's awesome. Well, Jody, thanks for filling us in. So noon to four on Saturday, Fort Hall and Rogers place the locker room sale. Uh, Oilers and Oil Kings, so you can go to 630Ched.com or the Oilers website to get more information as well. Hey, man, I really appreciate it. I hope the sale goes awesome. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That is Jody Young, Vice President of Fan Experience for your Edmonton Oilers. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> Okay, of course, wanted to have Jack Michaels on the show. Now, Jack originally hails from Pennsylvania. He is currently celebrating American Thanksgiving. So uh, we did record this this afternoon. Jack, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. Celebrating American Thanksgiving, who, in my opinion, they get it done better than Canada. You and I have had the discussion before. You know, Canada has a four-day weekend seemingly every other week, and yet they don't do it for Thanksgiving. Uh, this is the one holiday where I really think Canada needs to rethink its position. Well, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. I, I will say this. I just don't understand. Like, okay, so is it in America? Is it Thanksgiving weekend? Is it Thanksgiving? No, it's Thanksgiving Day. But why is it Thursday? Thursday? Why is it Thursday? So everybody works a normal day Wednesday, has to fly or drive wherever they're going Wednesday night prepare all the food like Thursday morning. But they don't eat. have to go to work Friday, do they, Reed? Here, you have Thanksgiving on Monday, and you got to turn around and go to work on Tuesday. That's Yeah, true. but a lot of people have the meal on Sunday here, right? Then yeah. Monday can be a quiet what day. What you don't understand is Thanksgiving. Well, there's a like, lot I don't yes, understand. I, I, I think back in 1952, people worked a full day on Wednesday. Now, you know, maybe you work a half day. Uh, often that's a, like just a, a no day, like a just a dead day. Right. People call off, whatever. Uh, so it, it essentially becomes a five-day weekend. I mean, most people are out of there, you know, Tuesday night if they can. And then, like I said, you start pushing back into Tuesday afternoon. I know that in my last couple of U.S. gigs, you know, Wednesday was almost never. If it, if anything on Wednesday, it'd be noon. And then usually it'd be more like Tuesday around, you know, 1, 2 o'clock. People start drifting out, taking meetings, whatever. And you don't see them again until the following Monday. So it's a, it's a holiday that continues to evolve in America where it is close to a Thanksgiving week. I just think it's under-celebrated in Canada because I can't imagine not going, you know. I mean, I can't imagine having to go to work on Tuesday. It should be a minimum four-day weekend, and usually it turns into five. Right, but don't don't Canadians, because is it true or false, Boxing Day is not a thing in the United States. Does Boxing Day exist? No, Boxing Day well, is not. So, exist. see, we make a bigger deal out of Christmas, I think, than Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I think by the time Christmas rolls around, we're all sick of each other. 
Uh, I know that I know. Wait, you that mean you and me or Americans? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I think often the former, but not in this necessary situation. I was actually talking about uh, the latter. I think if you asked Americans, I think at the bare minimum, you'd get 50-50 Thanksgiving over Christmas or Thanksgiving Christmas, even split. And my honest I, if I had to bet my mortgage on it, I would say more people, at least 60-40, would vote for Thanksgiving over Christmas. There's too much hullabaloo and drama, usually associated with family shopping or both, uh, over Christmas. All right. Thanksgiving is just turkey, potatoes, and football. I mean, what, like, it, it you know, now they've added a third game. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're really... If you're a football guy, you're in hog heaven on on Thanksgiving Day for sure. All right. And then, well, and now when did Black Friday become a thing where everybody went shopping on the, the Friday? That That's was the last 20 years, when isn't you it? And I, that probably started to take place about when you and I were in grade school, maybe junior oh, really? high. Okay. That started to become a thing late 80s. I mean, you know. I mean, all you have to do is watch movies like The Secret of My Success and Wall Street uh, to tell you when <laughs> Black Friday kicked in. Definitely in our consumer-crazed, uh, images-everything, late-'80s type of deal. Uh, and thanks for dropping references to a uh, Michael J. Fox film and a Michael Douglas film. Uh, in the same work. sentence. In the same sentence. I don't. I don't. Have they ever been in the same movie? I doubt it. We'd have to do Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, maybe. And we, I know we that. I know that a young Reed Wilkins uh, dated several women with the feathered hairstyle <laughs> employed of the in the Secret of My Success. What do you mean, just a young Reed Wilkins? Why would I stop? <laughs> I know you. You like the older hairstyle, the old, the old school hairstyle. <laughs> Well, to uh, transition to our actual jobs, I will use uh, Leon Dreisaitl scoring at an old school pace. <laughs> He's the yeah, dude's over two points a game. Pace is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I think he's got a, I think he's got a chance to score sixty this year. No question about it. I'm not sure about fifty and fifty. That's going to be hard to do as the miles continue to accumulate. Uh, on the odometer, I mean, the Oilers are going to get into some lengthier road trips here upcoming. Uh, but then again, you know, as you look at it, I mean, it, it is kind of a fat December schedule of home games with not a lot of travel. It, you start to get beat up a little bit in January, though. So, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to get 50 and 50, but I do think he has a chance to become, I believe, the last guy to score 60 was Stamkos, correct? Yep. And I think I think Leon could hit 60 this year. And, and you know what? I, I think Connor can hit 50 this year. If Connor shoots the puck as much as he could, there'd be no doubt he'd get 50. And even if he goes with his natural predilection of oversharing the puck, I mean, he's a great player, but, you know, I'd love him to shoot just a hair more. I think he could get 50. I think you could see 110 goals out of those guys by the end of the year. I, I'm not sure you're going to see 50 and 50, but I do think the two will hook up for 110. If I'm setting the Vegas plus minus, that's what I'm setting at it. 110, even. Well, yeah, I mean, and let's look at that. The the power play 
uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be 40%. I do think it's going to be over 30. I Now, I did predict that in the 56-game season, and they came up a few goals short, but I do think it'll be over 30 this year. So there's a lot of power play goals for McDavid and Dreisaitl. And as we've already seen, they will be on the ice in most empty net situations, right? So McDavid gets the goal last night. Uh, what, Dreisaitl had an empty netter earlier. I think McDavid had an empty net. I'd have to go back and check. I think he might have I haven't scored a ton, but the other thing, Reed, is that even when they're split up, they play together every shift following a penalty kill in most situations. I mean, I would say at least 80% of the shifts after a penalty kill, probably a little more than that. So even in games where they're not, you know, on their their actual line together, you know, they play together a handful of occasions. And, of course, they play down the stretch in a period. They play down the stretch of a close game, you know, and, and as you mentioned, obviously, in the empty net rolls. So, you know, yeah, it's it's – it's fair to say they're still going to be split up. I don't think they're necessarily going to, you know, go the full season with Zach Cassian as their line mate or anyone else for that matter. But, you know, when they are split up, they still, you know, spend a handful of shifts together often with potent results. So I, again, I feel fairly confident. I would not feel confident uh, suggesting 50 and 50. And I know Leon's got 20 and 19 and I don't doubt his talent for a moment. I, I just think it's, it's harder to do. Uh, than it was in the early 1980s, uh, and that's not taking anything away from Gretzky and Bossy. I just, I feel like the the demands of the schedule and the prowess of the goaltenders. I mean, you know, you look at the goals last night that Edmonton scored that should have been tapples. Cassian didn't score on one, and both Cassian and Drysaddle with a virtual empty net and a hard quick release. Still, Wedgwood was able to get a piece of it. And and then, you know, it just bounced off and then went in. I mean, he played phenomenal last night. I thought Wedgwood was, you know, maybe the best player in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Even though Dreisaitl and McDavid had four points, I, I thought Wedgwood played great. And, you know, he ends up giving up four goals. You know, that's how good this Edmonton roster is. And, and that's some, you know, there's some tongue-in-cheek there, but I, I want to illustrate that, that game was really, you know, a 7-1 game dressed up as 5-3. Uh, you know, Edmonton played a solid game. And, yeah, they took their foot off the gas at the end. But, uh, you know, I thought after, again, another slow start, Reed, uh, they established their superiority for the next 52 minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's going on, buddy? You off to Vegas? I'm off to Vegas. Uh, and then come right back as, as Edmonton opens up. Uh, another, you know, a, a really a sequence. It's not a homestand per se, because obviously there's a few Seattle games mixed in there. But as you know, Reed, I mean, you know, the next three weeks are pretty friendly for Edmonton in terms of home games and one-off road trips. Just a couple of single games in Seattle, which is, you know, really outside of Calgary, you know, kind of their shortest trip. I mean, Vancouver, yeah, it, you know, may, maybe 15 minutes closer but this is a you know this is a portion of the schedule where again Edmonton should not find it that physically demanding and uh you know should be able to take advantage and obviously road games against Seattle you know one of the bottom five you know clubs in the league so a chance for the Oilers to really you know put some separation between themselves and the rest of the Western Conference and and give themselves a nice healthy cushion 
that if they hit a snag or two, and they will, you know, we saw the two and three road trip, there's going to be five game segments where they drop three. Uh, but, you know, when you give yourself the kind of cushion that Edmonton is in the middle of assembling, those little lulls don't hurt you. Jack, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Happy Thanksgiving, happy trip to Vegas, and we'll see you next week. I did not envision spending a portion of my holiday with you, Reed, but I found it somewhat satisfying. Maybe it's because I didn't, you know, even though we're recording this over Zoom, I didn't have to look at you. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.